Hey everybody, this is Gene Troyer. I'm the lead pastor of Restore Church. And what a pleasure it is to welcome you to our podcast. It's my hope that you will be marked by love and encouraged in your faith and inspired to become all God has created you to be. Now I invite you to lean in and enjoy the podcast. Week one of the series, Gene talked to us about the saying, Father, forgive them. He reminded reminded us of our sonship, of our daughtership, and also talked about a forgiveness bomb, which I think is so cool. Love that picture. Uh, Last week, the saying was, today you'll be with me in paradise. He talked about the simplicity of the gospel and also encouraged us in, do we know what time it is? Like, it's time. So today's saying is, woman, behold your son, behold your mother. So today we want to talk about assignment, like 007 style. For you geeks in the room, like me, you can look at this and say, yep, it's the third saying, the third seven, or we can talk Pierce Brosnan. All right, that's where I'm talking about today. Um, The scripture today is in John 19, verses 26 and 27. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, woman, behold your son. Then to the disciple, behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. So things that I hope you hear today that like Jesus was, we too are spiritual beings on a human journey, not the other way around. And what does it look like if we begin to think that way? We also can learn how to give up, show up, and stand up, how to let go of our ideals, our plans, our attachments to this natural world, how to sacrifice our comfort and our convenience and how to stand up for truth and love always. And I also want you to hear that you have an assignment. You have purpose. And everything that you need for your particular assignment is already in you. It's like the best 007 movie ever. Like every gadget you can imagine, and I'm sure there's a forgiveness bomb in there as well. So Jesus shows us how to do this. He's our best model, right? He shows us how to give up. See, he remembers that his assignment was to come to earth as a man, walked where they walked, knows everything we've gone through, eventually to be a sacrifice for our sin, to be um, grace, providing grace instead of the law, spiritual being on a human journey. In his dying, in his giving up his life, Jesus also gives up his role as son. He disconnects from this uh, familial bond. And as he's doing so, he still provides for his mother. In his darkest hours, friends, this is love. Love to the very end, even though he's miserable. Like I'm just thinking I'd be crying out, mom, help me. 
right? Can you do something about this? Take this away from me. But love doesn't quit. It doesn't run away. It doesn't hide when things get tough or when there's pain. Love empowers. So in this, in this scripture today, we see how Jesus is comforting Mary. He's not asking for comfort. See how selfless this love is. He knows that his mom, who is approaching 50, is now a widow, has a long way home to no one. And he calls her woman, not out of disrespect, but I believe out of ultimate care. He's um, not raising or adding to this, the strength of her passion by speaking tenderly to her in that moment. He knows that what he's going through, this brutal death of giving up his life, is going to bring freedom. It's going to reconnect what was disconnected in the garden. Jesus knows that he has to leave so that the Holy Spirit can come and be with them. Right? In John 14, 26, he says, But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, who the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. He's like, I know you don't get this, but this is going to be so much better. Like, you're not going to have to come running to find me in whatever city I'm in if you've got questions or concerns or troubled about something. He knows that this gift is, is better than what they could imagine. See, Jesus is fully, fully aware of his assignment. So we see him on the cross here, and he has, he has now walked where they walked. He's taught. He's healed. He's served. And now he knows that um, he's fulfilled, fulfilled this part of his assignment, and it's time to go. But he makes sure to love his mama well. And I cannot even imagine being Mary. I can't even imagine the pain and the brokenness that she's feeling. And I, and I would imagine that she would do almost anything to help him and to keep him from going through, through this. But she knows he's special, right? Mary was given a promise. You shall have a son. You shall name him Jesus. He will be the savior of the world. And when she and Joseph went to dedicate Jesus when he was a babe, Simeon prophesied over them, and we read in Luke 2, 34, how Simeon then blessed them and prophesied over Mary, saying, a painful sword will one day pierce your inner being, for your child will be rejected by many in Israel. And the destiny of your child is this, he will be laid down as a miracle sign. I'm guessing back then when Simeon spoke those words, she might have gone, all right, I don't know what that means. You know, it's one thing to know that something's gonna happen and something entirely different to actually walk it out. To remember the promise from the angel and the words of Simeon, but not really have fully known what they meant, like what that painful sword would be or that Jesus would be laid down. Have you ever been given a promise and not known what it really means? 
Or maybe you've been given a promise and you think you know what it means, but it's not really happening that way. And then we begin to question God. Can we hear him? Does he even talk to me? Well, I'll tell you he does, and yes, you can hear him, but that's for an entirely different time. I just want to acknowledge in this that sometimes the walking it out can be confusing, and I'll just leave that there. But back to giving up. So if we know that we're also here on assignment, spiritual beings on a human journey, like Jesus was, why do we attach so much to this physical world? to stuff, to ourself, to what we know. If earth is a temporary gig, why am I so attached to money, to stuff, people, our friends and our family? Do my attachments, these particular attachments, do they keep me distracted, maybe distracted from what my assignment is? And what is my focus? In the words of Jesus, he tells us in Luke 9, 23 to 25, he says, if you truly desire to be my disciple, you must disown your life completely. Embrace my cross as your own and surrender to my ways. For if you choose self-sacrifice, giving up your lives for my glory, you will embark on a discovery of more and more of true life. But if you choose to keep your lives for yourself, you will lose what you try to keep. Even if you gained all the wealth and power of this world, everything it could offer you, yet lost your soul in the process, what good is that? So if we are spiritual beings on a human journey, what must we give up? Jesus and Mary showed us how to give up, to accept the assignment and to its completion. Mary, as a virgin, remember, she accepted the assignment to bear this Savior child. She nurtured and cared for him. Then she gave him up and accepted his provision for her. Mary gave up her motherhood to receive his lordship. See, in Jesus' death, Mary was led from this natural and this earthly relationship with Jesus to a spiritual union with Christ. She became a worshiper, a simple believer, like you, like me. There's no title anymore, no role as mom. She was a follower. See, Mary learned that it's better to have Jesus as her savior than her son. And we too can learn from that. Those of us that have children, We can learn from Mary in this. Mary nurtured, cared for, taught Jesus. And then she had to let him go. She had to like let him go so that he could be in his own assignment, so that he could carry out what God wanted to do in him. So there's a whole lot that we can learn about that in releasing our kids and giving them up because I know that's what it feels like, giving them up. But God has created and designed them for their own unique assignment and purpose. Mary shows us how to do this. But this losing and letting go, can we learn to give up? Can we uh, surrender our comfort, our control, and what we think we know? Like, can we give up 
like whatever it is that you insert for your particular life? What is it that you can give up or maybe need to give up in order to walk out your assignment and your purpose? Is your assignment priority or is the things of this physical and natural world, like this human experience we're in? Do you have or do you take the time to see people, to hear people, to love them well? Are you using your gifts of encouragement, discernment, compassion, intercession, faith, teaching, pastoring? You know you can do that without being in a church? All of those things? Or are we too busy with the tasks of living on this physical world? We can talk about things like work, cleaning, paying the bills, meeting everyone's expectations, making dinner, washing the car, feeding the dog, walking the dog. All of these things, right? They need to be done. But are they our first thoughts? See, life is full of opportunities for us to turn our eyes away from the assignments and away from who we truly are. Maybe you're bent on success, making money, being healthy, working out, gaining knowledge. Again, there is nothing inherently wrong with any one of those things. But if those things are your priority, and if you spend time affecting others with the love of Jesus and spending time with Jesus when you have time, my friends, you have it wonky. Those things, sharing the love of Jesus with others, affecting others with the love of Jesus, and spending time with our Heavenly Father should be our first thoughts. They can never should never be second thoughts. So how do we stay focused on our assignment and on our purpose? How can my main mission be connected to my assignment? Like how I'm used to love and share the love of Jesus while I do life on this physical earth. So I'll give you an, an example. One of my gifts is teaching. And you may disagree, and that's fine. Um, I will not, emphatically not be teaching you cross-stitch or anything to do with sewing and thread and needles, right? Nothing. That is not anything that I will teach you. But I would love to talk to you about spreadsheets, business organization, efficiency, systems, and even more than that, I'd love to talk to you about your identity in Christ and his love for you. And I get to do all of those things in my week. So at the salon, I have the opportunity to use things like organization, efficiency. And I do so because I want to create an environment there that feels um, peaceful there's not chaos, things are organized and clean. And I think that um, just provides, again, just peace and lack of chaos. There's a lot of stuff in a salon, so it can easily get chaotic. I also use my gift of encouragement there. There's something about people sitting in a chair 
and it's like they sit down and you touch their hair and their mouths open up and they just spill everything. Um, and so I have the opportunity to engage with the men and women that come in there and um, to be able to just speak life and love. And I'm not often not using the word Jesus, but I believe that he works through that as I just speak encouragement and love and kindness. And I just want to say to you too, you can do this. You too have a natural bent. You have things that you're keen toward. And all you need to do is talk to Jesus about how he can partner with you. Like, God, how do you want to partner with me as I go about my every day and use the things that you've placed in me and the things that you've gifted me with? And it doesn't have to be weird. Please don't make it weird. So focus first on the kingdom of God. In Matthew 6, 33, we're told to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things, which he's referring to earlier in the passage where he's telling him, don't worry about your clothes. Don't worry about food. Don't worry about drink. Like, seek me first and everything will fall into place. So we seek him first. We align our hearts with him and things will fall into place. He will guide us. But perhaps we have a lot of things, as Jesus was addressing in this passage, that we're worrying about, things that are taking our focus. So what is it that we need to sacrifice so that we can show up best? See, when Jesus' love reaches you and I from that place of his sacrifice, it comes with a definite assignment of a sacred mission that we dare not neglect. His ultimate sacrifice empowers us. It's like whatever superhero you're thinking of right now, Superman, Wonder Woman, 007, right? Our gifts, his power, bring supernatural happenings. They're connecting people to Jesus. We're releasing power and authority everywhere we go with the supernatural. He will do infinitely beyond our wildest imagination as we line up with him. This is the way we honor God, by accepting our assignment and showing up. Friends, we can affect the atmosphere, and we should. We're actually commissioned to show up. We're commissioned to do all the things that Jesus would have done had he stayed in the flesh on earth to teach, to heal, to encourage, to serve, to care for. So knowing our assignment, you know what, I'll just pause. If you don't know your assignment, that's your first assignment. Figure it out. Figure it out. Because our identity, so maybe that's, maybe that's the foundation of it. Like knowing who we are in Christ Right? It is paramount. It is foundational to everything we do. And I'm just going to put a quick little plug in here for women. We are bringing Table Talk back on April 10th. It's on a Sunday afternoon. And this is something we're going to be talking about is identity. So make sure that you put that in your notes. But knowing our assignment, discovering our assignment, we must be the people who are going to stand next to this message of Jesus no matter what. Even when it's hard to watch, 
I'm thinking Mary and John watching Jesus fulfill his assignment. They stood next to him, even though it was incredibly difficult and painful. Sometimes we don't think we have time to stand up. Maybe it's not always convenient. Sometimes it's hard to sit with the, what we would consider unlovely people in our life. But we've got to stand up. We've got to protect the less fortunate, provide for our elders. Again, Jesus shows us this. As he's dying on the cross, he's providing for his mother. We've got to forgive over and over. It's exhausting. How do we do this? Again, friends, we've got to remember the superpower that is in us when we partner with Christ. Don't have to ask for it. Okay, go to me. We're, we're going to a movie, right? 007. He gets his assignment. And then he gets this, like, all this stuff he doesn't even know he needs. That's how it is for us. Like, it's already, it's in us. We don't have to ask for it. It's deposited in us the day that we chose to follow Jesus. When we said yes and accepted our assignment. And focus on Jesus first. He's the ultimate sacrifice and example. He gave up all. He cut himself off from mother love. He gave up all that familial comfort so that he could be Mary's savior. He gave his life so that he could be my savior, your savior. Savior of the people we don't think deserve it or those that have hurt us. He modeled forgiveness and he showed up. He was the substitute for us for the sin of humanity and he stood up. He carried through with love. He didn't retort to the sneers. He was constantly forgiving and he didn't give in to the temptation to save himself. He stood up. You know, and you and I... <clears throat> It's hard to imagine such a sacrifice. But he gave up, showed up, and stood up as an example for us to do the same. He's the ultimate example of love in action. What he endured saves us, gives us hope. The only, only true hope. He's an example of finishing his assignment, fulfilling his purpose, even when it's hard, when it hurts, when it's unjust. He shows us how to be on natural earth as a spiritual being. So how can you and I think differently about purpose, about assignment as a spiritual being on a human journey? If you don't know your purpose or your assignment, I'd love to sit with you, connect you with someone that can help you with that. But one question would be, did God gift you with giving, teaching, encouraging? A lot of you are creatives in art and music, maybe serving. What is it that you love to do and, and how can you do it in a way that honors God? Maybe now is a time that you're building into your kids and you are showing them the way of Jesus and love. 
Or perhaps you're in a season where you're, you're using your gifts in the work world, affecting people there. But how will you live it out? How can you live focused on your purpose and your assignment while you work instead of the other way around? Can you give up things that are a distraction? What is consuming your focus? Some of the obvious are social media. Sometimes it can be sports. Any March Madness widows? Work. Success. What are the things that bring you anxiety? Or maybe you fall into that busy category. I had a friend of mine just this week as we were talking. She said, yeah, busy really just means we're maintaining. Not really getting a whole lot accomplished. What do you and I need to give up so we can show up and stand up? As a band comes up, I want to just remind you that life on earth is not about working hard so you can have lots of great things, nice stuff, and be comfortable and retire so that you can then serve Jesus. Your assignment started the day you said yes to Jesus and to following his way. And your assignments will change. As one is completed, you may get another one. This goes along with the different seasons in our life. So you're not going to be done with assignments till you die. So if you've been viewing life as a human being on a spiritual journey, giving God the leftovers, I challenge you today to review life. To review your purpose and your assignment and what it might be that you need to give up in order to make your assignment, purpose, your first thoughts. Seek first the kingdom of God. You're here for a reason, and he's in you to guide you. Just as sure as your eyes are blue or gray or hazel, You've got purpose, uniquely designed to you, custom to your human experience. Friends, the gift of the cross is the Holy Spirit in us 24-7. We can think of it as having the Holy Spirit in us, having all those gadgets in us. Like, I didn't even know I needed this, but when I hit a certain spot, the Holy Spirit, boom, here's the magic pen. Or here's a bulletproof car. Here's the whatever it is we need in those moments. It's the supernatural in us, partnering with us. We can be confident like Bond, James Bond. We've got everything we need in us. The message of the cross, friends, then, is to go and love. Go and love as he did and fulfill those assignments. Let's not play games anymore. Gene implored us with that last week, and I'm just echoing that. 
No more games. Will you stand with me? you close your eyes, I want to pray just, uh, God, that you would pour down your blessing, courage, awareness, God, we believe that we have everything in us, and yet I know that we don't always walk that out. So God, this morning, we just want, um, we want to activate our gifts for your work, for your kingdom. We want to, we want to affect others with the combination of our gifts and your power. We want to change the atmosphere. Lord, ignite us. Ignite us. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Please rate and review us on Spotify and iTunes and join us again for next week's podcast. We love you and pray blessing and peace over you and your family.